Hi, I'm Gemma. And I'm Rachel. And this is Modern Soul Speaks, a podcast for the spiritually inclined and curious. We hope to create a community for soul seekers who want to take control of their spiritual health and holistic well-being. Each week, we introduce you to new concepts, techniques and modalities to help all of us become conscious co-creators to live our best and most magical lives. Hi everyone. Hi everybody. Hope you're having a lovely Christmas. Uh, You'll see that we've actually launched this one a day early just to make sure you can get that one in because we know tomorrow Christmas Eve you're going to be extra busy. So we hope you're having a lovely time and uh, you're gearing up to all the festivities. So um, today's podcast is the next instalment of our deficiency series that we started a couple of weeks ago and we'll be focusing on iron. So we'll talk about what an iron deficiency looks like and what we can do if we suspect we have a deficiency. But first, it's our little reminder to rate, review and subscribe. I know we've always said it before, we said it last episode and we're going to say it a bit more, I'm afraid, but basically... Next week is New Year's Eve. That means next week is also the week of our retreat, which is really exciting. It's a one-day online retreat, so anyone anywhere in the world can attend. And you get an invite by sending us a DM. So write this down as I say it to you. Our Instagram is at Modern Soul Speaks. And to get the invite, all you need to do is, well, you can rate, review and subscribe, but the key one at the moment that we really need you guys to do is to put a review onto Apple. Now, I know not everybody has Apple. If you don't, please ask a friend to do it for you. And then you can send a screenshot of your review or your friend's review and you'll get an invite. If you struggle, if you really cannot access Apple, send us a DM and we'll give you a second option. But we would love you so much more if you could do the Apple review. Okay, so over to Rachel. Thank you. I'll just add as well that that event, that very exciting event, um, is on the 2nd of January and it's a day event and it's going to be hosted on Zoom. But it's all about New Year's goals, isn't it, Gemma? What have we got planned? I think we're doing some um, journaling, some Reiki perhaps, some meditation maybe. Yeah, good question and I should have said that. Sorry. So we start in the morning with some meditations uh, and some Reiki healing to get the day going. Then we have a intuitive medit well it's intuitive meditation, but we're actually going to show you how to access your intuition to journal and get some guidance for the year ahead. And then basically the day uh, carrying on from that, but also that will kind of be built into those classes. We're going to focus on saying goodbye to the most random year of twenty twenty. <laughs> And hopefully really welcoming in a completely different energy of 2021, helping you goal set, focus, really sort of understand who you want to be in 2021. And yeah, no, it's going to be a fab day. Choosing who you want to be and what you want to accomplish and all that lovely stuff. Love all that. Yeah. So... Before we get into any of the technical info about iron, I just sort of want to share my background uh, and my own relationship with iron, which is a bit messy, Gemma, to be honest. Yeah, you've had quite a serious iron deficiency, haven't you? Yeah, so 
I guess where to start with this. So to give some context, I've had a number of stomach surgeries uh, over years and years, which make it particularly hard for certain vitamins and minerals to absorb. So for me, I really struggle with B12 and iron. Those are my key ones. So years ago, back in, I don't know, 2013, I used to get regularly tested and I always used to be low in B12. So I used to have B12 injections, um, but my iron seemed absolutely fine in my blood tests at that point. But then, so midway through 2013, I moved to Australia. And across that first six months, I was getting really, really sick. In what way? Well, I just, I kind of had zero energy. So my memory and concentration was so bad, I could barely pull together a sentence And I would dread going to business meetings because my brain fog was just all consuming. Um, I mean, I'm not great now, but it was really bad then. And I just spent like the weekends in bed rather than go outside. So I'd push myself to train or jog, go to the gym, um, and I could just barely do anything and just felt so much worse, even with the lightest bit of exertion. So I just had really bad immunity. I would pick up a cold, you know, at the drop of a hat. I had chronic thrush, chronic UTIs, and just couldn't get rid of them. A mouth full of ulcers, just really pale all the time and really cold. Um, I just wasn't well, but it had snuck up on me over a six-month period, um, possibly more. And so at the time, I just didn't quite notice exactly how poorly I was. Anyway, eventually, when I went and got my bloods checked, my doctor, and she used to be a doctor in in the UK, she said that she'd never uh, seen anyone with such low iron levels um, and that I had severe anemia. Yeah, she actually said, I don't know how you're getting out of bed each day. Oh, you. And to be fair, at the time, neither did I. Um, But when she told me that, I just sort of cried with relief because it meant that there was something wrong and that wasn't how I was going to be for life and that it was something that could be fixed. So I went on to have iron infusions over the next few weeks and months to get the levels back to a sort of an optimum level and felt amazing you know it was after probably first two weeks I just felt absolutely incredible it was like I had energy I was just so quick yeah it was it's really quick um I think with iron infusions I'll talk a bit more about what they are um in a bit but when you have an iron infusion it just takes it probably just takes a few days like four days or something um for it to really kick in and it's actually the same with the b12 injections as well if you have a b12 injection i often think that within about a week you're you're there wow, you can feel much it quicker. but yeah but i think it probably takes about it takes kind of a good four days minimum um to feel a difference so yeah the Iron infusions were absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Like, I didn't even know that such a thing existed. So what is an iron infusion? Okay, so it's like if you sit on a drip... So, well, so you go into my... Well, I was going to my doctor's. In the UK, I actually go into hospital to have it done. But you sit, uh, you sit on a chair, they put you on a drip, and they pump iron directly into your blood. So it takes about half an hour, and it's it's really common actually in Australia and they I think they do that really more than giving you the pills but in the UK the doctor usually advises to take um, take the pills first after that they continued to give me um, iron infusions sort of every kind of couple of months every three months and I was starting because I was starting to lose um, energy again and I was starting to get more fatigued but 
What I don't think we realised at the time, because I wasn't having the blood checks that regularly, is that I was actually overdosing on iron. So with iron, actually with a number of the vitamins and minerals, is that the deficiency actually looks pretty much the same as if you've got too much in your blood. So that's so complicated. Yeah. 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 So if you've got too much iron, essentially you feel fatigued and exhausted. (laughs) And I was getting more and more fatigued and exhausted (laughs) and just didn't realise that it was because actually I was taking too much iron. So then I went through a couple of years of people thinking that I might have hemochromatosis, which is where you've got so much iron and your body's just not using it up. But again, you still have this symptom of just being quite fatigued. Now, I tell people this because I really want our listeners to know how important balance is on this one. But I also want people to be looking out for their own deficiencies and to know that you're not stuck with iron pills if you are deficient, especially if you're suffering. So there are other ways to get the iron in. So what would you suggest if tablets aren't working, but you're not severe enough that you'd need an iron infusion? Um, Okay, so if the pills aren't working for you, I would consider the liquid supplement. So especially if you've, like me, if you've had any kind of stomach surgery at all, or if you've had bariatric surgery, like the pills just don't seem to absorb as well as the liquid. So Floridex does a good one. And that one always, I turn to that one if my deficiency is slightly mild. Um, and I know I don't need an, um, an infusion because after you've had this for a few years, you do start knowing your body and you start going, oh my God, I need an infusion immediately. Or you can go, mm, I'm a little bit tired at the minute. I'm probably going to need an infusion in about three to six months, but I'm just going to start taking the liquid. Um, so the liquid, I think, is really, really helpful. Floridex does... What else do I take of Floridex? Floridex does good magnesium as well. So they do the liquid magnesium too. And I think that they do sort of a general multi-complex um, liquid supplement as well, um, which I haven't taken. But I do I do take the uh, the iron and the magnesium. And I do rate that. I think that yeah. they're, they're really good. You put me on so, the magnesium. It's brilliant. Has it helped? Yeah, it's oh. made a big difference. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's really... It tastes a bit funky, doesn't it? It does. Oh, great tasting. But it, to me, it's going towards that, the kids' medicine that we all used to love. That kind of <laughs> essence to it, do you think? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, it's a slightly odd taste, but it does remind you of like that kind of ghastly cough medicine. There you go. <laughs> um, so also, just to say, if supplementation isn't working... Um, To anybody that is suffering from not just an iron deficiency, but any deficiency, you know, don't hesitate to go back to your doctor and say, look, this isn't working or go back and get tested, uh, particularly with iron and ask about the infusion. And, you know, the thing is, is that I know how badly a lack of iron can affect you. And until someone's been in the position, it's really hard to understand or explain to people So iron is crucial, absolutely crucial for energy production. So to lack really 
badly means that you have no quality of life. There is no desire to get out of bed. Everything is really, really hard work. It's awful. And if any of our listeners think that they may be suffering from anemia, um, you know, call your doctor, go for a blood test, get it fixed. You absolutely can get it fixed. Don't feel like I did and just think, well, this is how life is now for the rest of time um, with no energy and not being able to really get out of bed. Um, you know, that's horrible. And I, you know, would never wish that on absolutely anybody. It's awful. Yeah, it's really positive that you're saying there's a way out. It's not a, you know, this is you. It's a, it's a process. You can come out the other sides. Definitely. So could you explain to me a little bit more what anemia is? Yeah, sure. So symptoms of anemia can be caused by either a lack of iron, uh, a lack of B12 or a lack of folic acid. And we actually talk about B12 and folic acid in episode four. If anyone wants to go back to that one um, and listen through that, and that's all about the B vitamins and folic acid is B9. So that falls under that uh, that umbrella as well. So iron's a trace mineral, and as I said, it's it's vital to energy. It's vital to production of haemoglobin, which is key in transporting oxygen and carbon dioxide and nutrients to the brain, the muscles, the organs. So. If you're deficient, you can't make enough red blood cells. So your body and your brain just don't get the oxygen and nutrients that they need. And that's the bit that leads to the massive brain fog and huge fatigue. So specifically, it's one of the bunch of things that turn glucose in our cells into actual energy that we can expand. So... Others, other things are like the B vitamins that we've talked about, CoQ10, vitamin C, copper, and of course, magnesium. If you have a lack of iron, you can be listless. You can have a loss of appetite. Apparently, that's not true for me. You know what? <laughs> we said this last time. All of these, <laughs> all of these symptoms are like, oh, you'll lose your appetite. No. Why didn't I ever lose my appetite? I was eating and eating. I just couldn't get enough food, probably because I had no energy. So... Bear in mind, please, <laughs> that the list of symptoms that we talk about, it's You're not, not going to you know, take every generic, not everybody. every box. No. no, absolutely not. Um, I've never lost my appetite. Anyway, so other things could be, I don't know, like nausea, pale skin, sore tongue and cold, being cold all the time as well. And iron is also immune boosting. So if you're not getting... If you haven't got enough iron in your body, basically, you will start coming down with colds or any kind of little bugs that are going around. So how would someone know if they've got a deficiency? Well, it is diagnosed by checking the haemoglobin levels in the blood. So I would say blood tests is the best one. But also, when I studied this, uh, Patrick Holford, so he's one of my favourite medical minds and authors, he talks about testing for low iron in one of his books. So... For any of our listeners that may suspect that they have this as a deficiency, there are a couple of things that you can do yourself. So one is to press on the tip of your fingernail at the very, very tip. And I appreciate you guys can't see us, but Gemma and I can see each other. I've got nail varnish <laughs> on. We're sort of doing this. <laughs> Fail. I'm <laughs> doing my toe. Immediately. <laughs> I'm not sure if it'll work with a toe, actually. Yeah, no, they've got nail varnish on as well. Purple. I'm useless. You do it. <laughs> Can't. I can't. I'll do. I actually did this the other day. Oh no, was, you've got nail varnish as well. About this. Yeah, but I didn't then, and I checked, and I don't have. I don't have this problem. Okay, so one is to press on the tip of your fingernail until it goes white. Okay, and then when you release the pressure, it should very quickly come back to a very pink color and not stay pale. Okay, so that's one way. 
The other, and it depends how people feel about this, um, is to actually look under your lower eyelids and they, let, Gemma, let's not do that. Could you imagine? We won't share that <laughs> on Instagram. It's like staring. <laughs> camera. Awful. No. Um, so that's to look at your lower eyelids and that should, that area should be pink, um, should be like a rich pinky red colour and not pale. Can I ask okay. a question about that? Now, Rachel, yeah. when you were really not well, yeah. did you did you know these then? Did you try that then? No, no. Okay. This is before I did any kind of training or anything like that. Um, okay. So you- I would also add that these are like minor tests that you can do. I would suggest if you're fatigued, you go for a blood test and get the whole lot checked. Right. Because it could be anything. You know, it could be iron. It could be B12. If you've got memory problems and concentration issues, that could be, that's more likely to be folate as well. Um, so if you haven't got any folic acid or, not, well, not enough. Yes, Gemma. <laughs> Like, so just so you guys know, when we're doing this um, on Zoom, <laughs> Gemma's just raised her hand because she has a question. I don't want to interrupt. Anyway, and... Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say... Um, yeah, I would. So my next question, I bet, is a question everybody would be thinking or how they would reason themselves, which is... To the point where I'd be like, well, am I just a naturally tired person? Like, because, yeah, I'm a tired person. Like, I am hitting all of these points. And like, there we go. Probably haven't. To be fair, recently I have had a test with iron. I'm not iron deficient. So I know I'm okay with this one. But every time I hear tiredness, would there be such a person? Rachel, you may not know the answer. Mm. of a tired person or is this always going to be in theory an indicator like you could always have more energy that's a really good point it's a really good point I think I think the way that I would describe it is that you know put it this way if you were to go out and run a marathon I'd expect you to be absolutely tired I couldn't run a marathon at all ever this you know especially at this point I am deficient in certain things and, you know, I couldn't go and do something that's like that causes massive exertion because um, I'd be in bed for days. But um, I would say that if you're doing light exercise, you shouldn't necessarily feel tired. If you're getting to the end of a day and you're feeling tired, it could be a deficiency. And this is why I say go to the doctor, get your bloods checked, get them to check everything, because it could be a number of things. Or the other thing, of course, is if you're kind of and I talk about this a little bit more, I think, but. If you're reliant upon things like sugar, coffee, anything like that, if you drink a lot of alcohol, especially sugary alcohol like cocktails or, you know, something like that, the thing is the blood sugar levels will spike up and down. And ultimately that leads you to feeling tired um, that went on that come down, as I call it, you know, you will, you feel, you'll just feel horrendous. And again, too much stress is the same thing. So when you're really stressed, you put a lot of pressure on your adrenals and you know you start pumping cortisol throughout your body and that's what gives you that sort of horrible you know the coffee jitters Mm. like you know that that kind of like heart pounding um you know that's what gives you that sort of feeling and so a lot of stress then puts you into that kind of essentially that semi-fight or flight um feeling 
And that causes a lot of fatigue. So if you're running off your adrenals 24-7, if you've got a very, very high-stress job or you're in a high-stress situation and you're constantly in that kind of, or even halfway to that fight or flight, you know, that will tire you out immediately. Okay. So it could be lifestyle factors. It could be that you're deficient in something. And it could be that, you know, whatever it is that you're consuming just isn't good for you, especially if you're drinking a lot of coffee um, or, you know, intaking a lot of sugar. Okay. So as a coach, then you wouldn't home in that quick. You would look at, you would ask them all sorts of questions about every part of their life. Yes, absolutely. That makes more sense. And the other thing is, you know, people that train too much as well, you know, in my twenties, I used to train a lot. You know, I'd be, I don't know, going down the gym six times a day, walking at least kind of, you know, 12 to 16,000 steps, you know, doing other things on top of that as well. And of course you're going to be exhausted, you know, unless you're taking in the right amount of calories to be able to sustain that, you know, you are going to feel horrendous. And, you know, the body's an amazing thing. You can do this stuff for a certain period of time, but then at some point the whole lot's just going to go, nope, I give up. I'm exhausted. You're putting too much stress on me and it's going to come out in certain ways. So I would say, you know, whenever you, whatever you're feeling, if you feel exhausted for, you know, a number of days, ask yourself why, like it's a message from the body. Don't just ignore it. You know, you need to thank it and be like, okay, you're clearly telling me something here. Something's not quite right. And of course, the biggest thing is if you have an energy, you know, level that's say up here and suddenly it plummets, that's something to be concerned about. That's so interesting and makes so much sense. So it's like, guys, don't freak out if you're going, I'm tired, I have an iron deficiency. It's not that easy, but it's part of a bigger holistic way of looking at your lifestyle. Definitely, absolutely. Okay, so just to add, if you guys go to the doctor, um, what you want them to test is your haemoglobin and your ferritin levels. So chronic over-intake like what I had, uh, can lead to hemochromatosis. And that's actually quite common, bizarrely, um, but it's usually from a genetic mutation. So one of the symptoms is extreme fatigue and abdominal pain, uh, which is why it's so important to get properly tested. Um, Also, get your zinc levels checked at the same time as the iron, as zinc is an antagonist, so it inhibits the physiological action of zinc if we're having an amount that's out of balance. Okay, so fellow vegetarians, you could be short in iron and also zinc. And I'll talk a little bit more about zinc in a minute. Anyway, so if you want to naturally increase your iron levels, Gemma, uh, red meat and eggs are good. Vegetarians and vegans, we can use beans, lentils, prunes, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are one of the best. Almonds, cashews, brazils, walnuts, raisins and parsley. Parsley is actually like a super herb, in my opinion. Um, It also helps with things like parasites, funguses, bacteria, and it replenishes both iron and zinc, um, as well as a host of other minerals. So um, in terms of supplementation, if you are going to, if you have spoken to your doctor, if you've had the tests, they've said, okay, you do need some iron tablets, take vitamin C with your iron tablets. It helps absorption. I would suggest taking your iron with food unless told not to. Things that hinder uh, iron intake or uptake, uh, tea, coffee, smoking, phosphates, so that's fizzy drinks um, and food additives and a higher zinc intake as well. Okay. As someone, as the esoteric 
member of this partnership. <laughs> Can I ask you to um, let us know what the medical medium says about this topic? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, the medical medium is a guy called Anthony William. So And Gemma loves him. Re- Sorry. And, and Gemma loves him. She does. <laughs> we really, really I mean, can you imagine if we could get Anthony William onto oh, our podcast? Come, I think we'd both here, have a Anthony fit. William. Oh, it'd be <laughs> so interesting. Although it would, it'd be amazing. I'm gonna interrupt. You carry on. Um No no no, interrupt go on. What were you gonna say? <laughs> well no, I just so you haven't really explained who he is yet, and I'm going to go on like everyone knows. Basically, he's a medical medium, which means he can intuit what's going on in our bodies. So, what I was going to say is, I think I'd be a bit paranoid talking to him. <laughs> he, he knows what's going on more than I do. I wouldn't let him leave the building. I'd be like, right, tell me everything. <laughs> everything you can see, everything you know, tell me. <laughs> oh, you're gutsy. I wouldn't. I'd be like, mate, well, his other famous famous thing which me and my husband adore is his celery juice plans yeah celery juicing yeah yes. that's how we got in I don't know maybe other stuff but definitely the celery juice is what we've really pinpointed go on Rachel yes now the, well, the celery juicing is interesting so a lot of people in the medical profession will say oh it's a load of rubbish there's no proof for it it's you know it doesn't it doesn't do anything it can't do anything so my response to that is have you done it yes <laughs> there may be no proof right I don't care what the others in the you know scientific medical minds may say uh when I do it for three days I feel amazing yes. um and when I stop I notice a significant difference in how I'm feeling so on that basis alone <laughs> it even quite- if it's a placebo effect it doesn't matter I will continue to do it. The, 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 so. thing, the key things that I find is I definitely don't have ups and downs, sugar highs, sugar lows. It really keeps it at a level. Yeah. And yeah, I just don't like, I do want to eat, but I don't need to eat. It's like I like the, the good part of my brain kicks in after I've had celery juice, whereas like you need to keep your health up, you need to eat. So it's not like this is a... If you have celery juice guys you're not going to eat that we're not even going to go there that's no, not good for no, you no, no. Oh, um, yeah. but it just seems to like my because t- i get ibs so my tummy can do yeah. all sorts of everything if it wants to celery yeah. juice is just like yep like this happy yeah easy life absolutely so that appetite control i have the same thing with the celery juice the other thing that is really good for is lowering inflammation right. in the body that makes sense. so if you're if you have quite an acidic body Mm. and you've got a lot of inflammation it's supposedly I think it does but you know it supposedly helps uh, with inflammation he's also guys I think and don't quote me um he's also on heal I think that's h-e-a-l and that's a documentary on Netflix that's a good and he's a hay house author as well so I've got a number of his books they're brilliant I think he's, I honestly think he's great. He also talks a lot about the Epstein-Barr virus as well, which is really interesting. Um, a lot of people have that and don't even know. If you if you suffered as a kid with glandular fever, he talks a lot about that. I think they call that mono in the States for any of our listeners over there. Um, but I would definitely say, you know, if you're interested, he's on Instagram. He's big on Instagram as well. So he's definitely worth a follow, in my opinion. Now, I would say as well that I'm, I am aware into minds to cite 
other people's work. Like firstly, I always want to ensure that I credit them um, and explain what they do correctly. But I'm also always worried about talking about medical information that hasn't yet been proven. But we are a spiritual podcast and he is someone whose work I follow. Um, as I said, I'm a huge fan. And me. So, I insist. <laughs> and Gemma you, loves him. You include him. <laughs> Thank you. And also some of the stuff that he says goes hand in hand with some of the other things I see when we're using, say, bioresonance therapies. Now, we'll talk about bioresonance in another podcast, but just to say that that's like an ever-evolving technology that we can use to heal the energy of disease, whether that be emotionally triggered, energetic, you know, physiological. Anyway, so Anthony Williams. So I want to share this with you guys. And as always, I caveat it with do your own research. So he says that there's a few things that can help with iron. So he talks about pomegranates, cherries and berries. He talks about asparagus for high levels of of all trace minerals, including iron. It's also high in absorbable B vitamins, and it's really good for restoring your adrenal glands, asparagus. So as I said to you before, Gemma, your adrenals will suffer when you've been in fight or flight mode. So ideally, we want to be in rest and digest or rest and relaxation, whichever you want to call it. Um, and you want to be in that mode rather than fight or flight. And it's what in days of old would be the mode our body switches to when you're running from a lion. Okay, so certain bodily functions just turn off to conserve energy in fight or flight, which is obviously great for a wrestle with a lion, but (laughs) not great if, you know, if you're like that for a long period of time and if you're just running off the cortisol that's being pumped out by your adrenal uh, glands and that obviously causes adrenal stress. So a lot of cortisol will also eat into our iron reserves. That's worth remembering as well. Now, a bit more obscure. Okay, so red clover. This is a wild herb. Um, He's just having three cups per day, and this will help with nutrient deficiencies, one of which being specifically iron, Um, including dandelion. Gemma's got a hand up. Yes, Gemma. Sorry. (laughs) Out of interest, I've never heard of red clover. Do you think that's something you you may not know yourself, Rachel? Do you think we said to people that that's probably a herbalist-esque shop? Yes. So essentially, it could be a Holland and Barrett jobby and just getting online and having a look and seeing if they've got it. They'll probably have it in the tablet form rather than actually having it as like the wild. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if it's a, I hate to say weed. Um, You know, I don't think they're gonna have it in the wildflower form. Um, I think they probably have it as tablets. So as I said, guys, do your own research on this one. I can't, I've never had red clover, so I cannot, I can't say, yes, definitely do this, and this is how you include it into your diet. Okay, that makes sense. But the other one, Gemma, you probably could include into your diet from the garden, is dandelion. So you can eat every part of the dandelion, according to the according to Anthony William. So I'll leave you guys to research that, but apparently you can leave, You can, sorry, you can eat the roots the leaves and the flower, and they all have different benefits. So I'd imagine a tea could be a good start if you don't want to eat the actual plant itself. And I know that you can get good dandelion teas. I used to drink dandelion tea a lot. Um, I used to have to get it online though. And it really lowers inflammation. That's one of the, the, the key things about dandelion tea. And then lemon balm, is another herb that he recommends because again it's extremely high in trace minerals 
So those are the obscure ones, but pomegranates, cherries, berries and asparagus you can pretty much pick up, you know, locally in Sainsbury's. Now, I mentioned zinc earlier, and I just want to talk a little bit about this further. So we just need to be aware that there are nutrients that can exasperate deficiency in another. So, for example, iron is a zinc antagonist, so it inhibits the physiological action of zinc. Does that make sense? So when you take a certain vitamin or mineral, there are, there are some things that will inhibit it. If you take that too, and that could be another mineral or it could be a vitamin, and there are certain things that will help the absorption. So as I said, so vitamin C helps the absorption of iron, okay? That makes sense. Yeah, so we just need to be a bit careful. Again, it's all about balance. Okay, so tell us about zinc. Why is that important? Sure, so... Zinc helps balance our hormones, it helps control inflammation, um, but its main role is really to protect and repair DNA. So it helps us repair, grow, promotes um, a healthy nervous system. It's essential for energy and really important for a baby if you happen to be pregnant. Okay, so a deficiency in zinc can have symptoms like a lack of appetite control, um, you can get infections very quickly poor hair or nail growth, it could be bad skin or acne, poor uh, mental or emotional health. You know those white marks on the nails? Have you ever had those before? Yeah, I have them now. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> okay, so that, that could be zinc. Um, again, again, lack of appetite. Not, not an issue for me, ever. And I've suffered from zinc deficiency as well. And actually, to be fair on this one, a lack of appetite control is also kind of quite well known uh, for this. Depression and also a poor taste of, uh, sorry, a poor sense of smell and taste. So zinc is found more in animal and fish sources than in plant-based foods. Both stress, smoking um, and of course alcohol will deplete uh, zinc. Um, tea can also interfere with the absorption of zinc and, and actually both um, and iron as well. So if you're looking to increase your zinc levels naturally, so oysters have got a lot of zinc, um, if anyone has any of those lying around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ginger, lamb, pecans, haddock, uh, brazils, egg yolks, oats and almonds. So let me just run through the takeaway points of what we've talked about. So we've gone through the two tests, the nail test and the lower eyelid test that Patrick Holford advises. But as I said, I would say that if you suspect you're deficient, do go and get your blood tests. You want your ferritin and your haemoglobin levels tested. Okay. There's the recommendations from the medical medium. So that's the red clover tea, the dandelion, lemon balm, asparagus, berries, cherries and pomegranate. Um, if you're supplementing iron and you don't feel it's working for you, there are other options. So we talked about the iron supplement in liquid form and also the iron infusions um, that you'd want to get through your doctor. And obviously, if you're supplementing iron or zinc, be careful about the balance with the other. Um, and lastly, of course, don't overdo the iron. You don't want to get hemochromatosis. <laughs> So guys, also don't forget that all of this we'll put on Instagram. We highlight um, bits and pieces and the key points on there. So please do check out our Instagram um, this week and every day usually or every other day we'll be putting some information up there. 
So, Gemma, that's pretty much it. Any questions? No, that was brilliant. Thank you, Rachel. So, guys, also don't forget that all of this we'll put on Instagram. We highlight um, bits and pieces and the key points on there. So please do check out our Instagram um, this week and every day usually or every other day we'll be putting some information up there. So, Gemma, that's pretty much it. Any questions? No, that was brilliant. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Do you now tell me, do you have a share of the week? I do. I've I've kind of abstracted my share a little bit this week. I almost wanted to say so there is many a lot of businesses and spirituality, health development, holistic remedies, they're all small businesses. And more than doing a share, it's more of a don't forget, guys, these people at the moment with the situation with COVID. Shop small, shop independent is significant anyway, but also don't forget that a lot of your holistic specialists, you know, now they also need your support. Uh, It could be a lot of like crystal shops, you know, that's my thing. They're generally small businesses on the high street that right now could really benefit just from seeing you, just from knowing that you've, you know, don't necessarily need to go and make a purchase, but just the support Also, there's a lot of holistic therapies that you could do via Zoom, you can do online. And, um, you know, even though you're maybe cut off at the moment, it doesn't mean these people aren't very accessible to you. And again, they're small businesses who need need support. So I was going to say that, and then I was just going to remind you of two that are very significant to me. One being She's Lost Control. They've opened a shop that, well, they sadly had to close their shop because of lockdown and they opened again bless them Jill the owner she's um she's a go-getter she found another shop and she reopened a few weeks ago now so she's had a good stint before Christmas which is always good so there's she's lost control Broadway market in London and another company just to give you a heads up on is a company in London called House of Wisdom they do meditation basically a meditation studio but that's that's quite you know niching in they do a lot more than that they do uh coaching events uh yoga events kundalini all sorts amazing sound baths they were due to launch in march so their launch date was pretty much just over when we all went into covid but they've managed to survive so they they didn't open on time they held back they opened again in the summer they've had to close and they've opened again. So companies like that, that are surviving, they're trying to get through, like, you know, maybe focus on them in the new year, maybe go and try one of those places somewhere a little bit different. So yeah. Now it's funny you should say that House of Wisdom is on my list. Um, You've told me about them a few months ago and they've been on my list ever since, but obviously with the various lockdowns and regulation rules and stuff. Um, But yes, I'm desperate to go to a few of their classes. I looked online at their schedule, looks really interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting interesting you say online, actually, both of these people, She's Lost Control and House of Wisdom, they're online now. So their their events, their classes are online as much as they're in person. So if you're not local to London, if you can't attend in person have a look online they've got some fab classes i'm sure i know you'll all enjoy amazing thanks Gemma. 
Okay, um, my share of the week. So I haven't got my hands on this yet, but I wanted to flag that there is a new Patrick Holford book out. So I mentioned Patrick obviously earlier on. I love him literally love him his new book is all about optimum nutrition for vegans so it was published on the 17th of december um, and as i said i am desperate to get my hands on it so i think i'm going to order a copy today so if you are a fellow vegan and we want to ensure that you're maintaining optimal health i would definitely recommend having a look at some of Patrick's resources, even if you don't get the book, have a look on his website. And also the good thing about Patrick is that you won't get told off um, from Patrick like some of the other mainstream medical professionals do. So it always slightly irritates me when I see people, um, particularly in the medical sort of profession, and they're judging or they're telling people what they should be doing, you know, like, oh, you should be eating meat or you should be eating dairy products. It's like in this day and age, surely we should be accepting of everybody's choices. You know, people know what works for their own bodies or their own belief systems or cultures or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's really important. Yeah, it's important to me that, you know... When we're talking about people, we're talking about people that aren't going to tell you off or aren't going to judge you. And again, it's the same with, you know, meat eaters. We don't want, you know, vegans telling off meat eaters either. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's all about acceptability across the entire piece. So, um, yes, Patrick's good with that. So I just wanted to flag that one as well. Brilliant. Okay, so guys, thank you, Rachel. That was Yeah, you're so good at explaining the stuff that otherwise I struggle to understand. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Really, It always feels very dry when I'm I'm telling you about all of this stuff. So I'm sorry, listeners, if anyone thought that was dry. Guys, I want you all to message Rachel now, telling her she's wrong. (laughs) The way you suggest it, the, the fact you bring in other people as well and their thoughts and suggestions is very interesting. So thank you. You were just saying that because I mentioned Anthony Williams. Well, yeah, that helps. (laughs) Marvellous. Okay, guys, well, have the best Christmas. And before we go, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Like I said, the clock's on now. Don't wait. Head there now. Do the rate, review, subscribe. The review does need to be on Apple if it can. Then you send us a screenshot of the review just so that we know that's you and we can send you the invite so you send that at modern soul speaks easy as that and um yeah we hope to see as many of you as possible it'll be really exciting our first community meetup so exciting on the second yeah i can't wait on the second of january but until then happy christmas happy new year and we'll see you all on the second of january see you then bye bye guys <laughs>